Hello. Hello. Industry. 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 Oh boy, I am chock full of cream puffins that we've been eating over the holidays. Hello and welcome back to Industry Tactics. Happy New Year if you're listening in real time. I hope you had a nice holiday season. Uh, my name is Friendly Rich, and the podcast, if you're new to it, is Industry Tactics. And on it today, my discussion with Chicago-based painter and performance artist Gregory Jacobson, who I've been wanting to speak with for a long time. He's a big inspiration, um, really well known for his incredibly virtuosic and unique paintings um, of the grotesque. And more recently, the Glamour Cats, which he just uh, had a, a solo show wrap up at Gallery Lutz de Jesus, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, in Los Angeles. And uh, such a successful artist, but we get into it. I love how vulnerable he was um, in, in some of his answers and where he's at in his career. Definitely doesn't know it all. And I love the fact that he kind of shared that vulnerability uh, with you as a listener. I hope you're going to enjoy this episode. I did so much. Thank you, Gregory, to come for coming on and, and sharing all of uh, all of your knowledge and your background. I hope you enjoy it. This is episode 159, my discussion with none other than the great Gregory Jacobson. So live with Gregory Jacobson. Where do we find you today? Where are you? In my uh, upstairs studio in Chicago. Okay. All right. This is where you would paint live on Instagram. Is that right? Yeah. I haven't done it in a while. It's very distracting. Is it? Well, I would always try to... Um, entertain while I was painting. Yeah. I don't know why. It was entertaining. It was entertaining. I don't know why people wanted to watch it. It seemed kind of boring to me. All you see is my hand flip back and forth, making little strokes. Yeah. I wonder what that is about watching someone do the thing. You know, like, um, I did find it fascinating, but I can get why you don't want to why you haven't been doing that as of late it is distracting i tried it um a couple months ago and i'm like okay i could i'm picking this up again i'm I'm," but then i was like "Ah, i can't i can't bother with this shit i have deadlines amen yeah because it it makes it more about almost about the performance than about Mm -hmm. the uh right right and sometimes uh getting into that zone of 
painting while mm-hmm. uh, paying attention to what's going on the scroll on the screen. Yeah. Um, kind of brings muscle memory up so I don't have to think about anything. I'm just going by muscle memory. And a lot of times that led to good things. Other times at the end of the Instagram session, I'd look at something and say, boy, mm-hmm. that is terrible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you, the whole thing I imagine is it's not that social connectivity, is it? Is it? Is painting especially? Well, that, I, I think that's why I started because I would just be in my studio. And since my studio is in my house, I'm not like in yeah. a big studio complex where I can socialize with other artists. Yeah. I was getting lonely. Yeah. That was Very kind of lonely. Yeah. 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 <laughs> was that in the pandemic? I feel like that was pre pandemic that you started. That was or... around like 2017. Holy fuck. Um, and pe- people still remember it. I'm very surprised. Yeah, no, I, I was struck by it just because, I mean, your work is uh, phenomenal. And to just have a glimpse, in, like it was, um, it ain't Bob Ross. And Bob <laughs> Ross is fun. Bob Ross is fun to watch. So watching you do what you do was just like, very, it was um, it, so intriguing, you know? Mm, uh, where do I want to go with this? So like you were doing that pre pandemic. So 2017 did, did, um, how did the pandemic treat you in terms of like, did it shift your, I mean, I mean, it, it, I guess it fucked us all up, but I, that's a, re- a rhetorical question, but creatively, or did it mess your process up at all? Or were you kind of at, at the start, I was very happy despite what was happening uh, because I did not have any obligations to go outside and socialize with people. I said, Oh, I can get all of my work done and I I don't have to bother with shit. Mm -hmm. But then I tried to work on stuff and things were just crushing down on me and it didn't always work out for the best. So I had a good uh, two or three months of just uh, Mm -hmm. fucking up paintings and trashing them and eventually it wow worked out okay you got out of that yeah you know i thankfully i go through go through cycles every uh, three months or so amazing amazing i want to get into your head a little bit in terms of that and the process um So where to begin? Uh, I've been so excited and thank you for doing this interview. I've been so excited to learn more about you and, 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 and where you come from. You know what? Let's, let's begin with playing some of your music. It's so fantastic. Let's play a tune. Let's play, um, emphatic service. Can you tell us a little bit about that tune? <laughs> this is uh, this is from the unreleased record that should come out next year. Here it comes now from Lovely Little Girls, Emphatic Service.
Salvation Wheezing against Every pore The taut muscle The scented arrangements The curiosity The medicine The medicine The medicine The medicine
that was emphatic service coming out in 2023. Can you give any any can you give any news on that release? Well, uh, we recorded it about five years ago, and oh, shit. I um, have just been kind of burnt out on yeah. self promotion for okay. the music end of everything, and. Yeah. Finally, getting around to putting the money into it to actually okay. release it. Hopefully, people will buy it so I can uh, recoup costs. Right um, on, right on. Industry tactics. Um, <laughs> so, so you recorded it five years ago. Will it be released on a label or independently? On SkinGraft. SkinGraft is putting it out. Okay, that's exciting. That's exciting. All of your stuff has been put out, like I think with Lovely Little Girls, right? We had a uh, EP and a seven inch back in the 2000s on various labels. Okay, okay. Well, I, I really admire this music. Um, I mean, I know it's not your. How do you. It's so fascinating, your music career and your painting. Um, you, you're. So it, it, bo- both of those worlds are fascinating. I, I, I want to make sure we, we touch on both of those. But part of the thing I've noticed interviewing a few weirdos on, on this podcast has been that, you know, the I find a lot of really creative music comes out of um, the visual arts world. Mm-hmm. Um, you and, and this and this body of work, uh, no exception to that rule. Um have you noticed that a lot in in your observations or just in, in your in your world that a lot of interesting visual artists when they when they, visual artists when they make music it, it somehow comes out a little differently a lot of the music i have always been drawn to has been made by visual or conceptual artists yeah. um but i would say for the mm-hmm. majority of um artists i think that they they're musical tastes are pretty bland and boring and it's only the kind of odd types mm-hmm. like in uh my favorite era of music is the late 70s new york no wave scene you know they were all art school kids and oh right right that that's my sort of jumping off point for music um so uh, to be honest i don't know many uh visual artists <laughs> and on. the ones i you know, i really don't wow. um wow mostly just musicians i should That's be so more cool. i should be more uh social in the visual art scene but it yeah. just seems a little alien to me do do you resent it a little bit do you not want to really play that game or is it just uh is it kind oh. of just you being true to yourself or natural? Like it, it, I, I, to- I, that. I totally want to play the game. I just yep. don't know how to play the game. Okay, industry. And tactics. I think that that's uh, that's the biggest issue uh, for painting. I can just sit in my little studio and yep. Yep. not be social, and yep. then let the yep. work uh, speak for itself. Um, yeah. And it could go a lot further if I was more social in that world. Uh, with the music, um, you know, it's all based on social elements. I find that really interesting, though, on the painting side now. We'll have to differentiate. The, it doesn't, 
it shouldn't require a, a social element to it. Uh, notably, uh, like I, f- I feel like your work <laughs> does it not speak. I pray that your work speaks for itself, and you find you found your audience to a degree. Yes, to a degree, yeah. yeah but yeah. Um, it's not sustaining me. Um, okay. Yeah, life wise. I mean, I do okay, but um, for as long as I've been in it, I should yeah. definitely be doing better. And that's really just my own fault because I don't know right. how to fucking play the game. Okay, okay. I'd love to unpack that a little bit without getting too like into your uh, into into your uh, finances. Like, I don't, I don't mean it that way, but I just mean it is it is a fascinating thing. So, like, do you? Because I don't know a lot about it. I mean the. The visual art world, I assume you need a gallery. It looks like the ZG gallery in, in Chicago. ZG. Sorry, yeah. I'm Canadian. A, um, a lot of people uh, screw up that. the name. Yeah, I just wore that a lot on, of my, on my screw up the name. So the ZG gallery yeah. um, in, 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 uh, in, in Chicago have been very supportive of you for, oh, yeah. it looks like, mm-hmm. a, a couple of decades, right? <laughs> or getting on that. <laughs> it's weird that to, uh, to think that it's a couple of decades at this point. Fuck. Um, um, d- did that help in getting gallery, like a, a gallery behind you or? Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. the weird bullshit that I paint, um, <laughs> it's great to have like a uh, institutional, uh, support to make it look legitimate because right, it, right, uh, right, I, right. I had no aspirations of being in the commercial gallery art world. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just wanted to be a punk rocker that put, yeah. uh, shitty drawings on the wall and clutter up the wall. And wow. it was only until, uh, showing with the gallery and understanding how important it is to really let individual pieces speak for themselves and how great, white walls are a lot of people like to shit on white walls and galleries and all that but i think it's i think it's essential at least for my work because my work just is so uh, you could call it obnoxious it needs that space and and yeah i mean it it, it i guess it's it is there a difference like to have an agent or something like that or or is that what the gallery or like i don't can you um, can you kind of explain <laughs> that, that a little bit? Um, yeah, I've always thought about that. Like, well, is there an agent? Can you see now I'm, I'm revealing my total ignorance of the no, art it's world. Good. It's good. Um, and that's why I'm not, um, further along in it. And, uh, God, I, I always tell myself, you know, I, uh, my default is to shit on myself And, um, I keep, I I keep, uh, (laughs) um, uh, reminding myself when getting into conversations about all this to not shit on myself because (laughs) there, there you go. There you go. And, and, and I don't want you leaving this um, interview going, wow, that I, I feel, uh, worse about myself um but we so you're not in the you're not alone in that sentiment though let's um and and if anything i'm gonna counter you can shit on yourself all you want i'll be countering that <laughs> with um you're a fucking i'm genius. i'm, ju- I'm no just way. i'm just fielding for yeah, uh yeah. compliments yeah yeah, yeah anyway no, you, you, will, you will get those tonight um 
But I, 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 it is interesting though, right? And I, I really appreciate you, um, being honest about that. And cause I, if I think about your work, visual arts, um, I'll, t- I'll talk about the painting first. If I think about it, yeah, it, 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 that does seem like a, I just assume I'm like, wow, this is brilliant stuff. Um, you can sustain yourself on it, right? Like I, I would hope. Mm-hmm. That's my that's my thinking, and I I, I mm-hmm. truly I want I want that I want to believe that I want that to be a tr- a truth, right? But it yeah. is a difficult th- that's a difficult sell, right? Mm-hmm. Your artwork's on my walls because I'm a <laughs> kook, right? But um, and there are enough kooks out there I truly believe that are gonna uh, get behind what you do. But it, it is you're right. It's probably not. It's not for everybody, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. we can right. agree on that. But the art world is big, right? And um. Uh, it's so unique what you do. I just, uh, it is interesting though, the, the, the marketing behind all of it, right? It, that, mm-hmm. that's part of the art form in a lot of ways, unfortunately, right? Is, is well, to get it past, you know, to, 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 that's the full equation, I think, in a way, right? For years, I really tried to shed off the label that I'm a lowbrow pop surrealist painter because okay okay uh, there's a I would say 90% of that work is not what I'm interested in at all and not what I relate to at all mm-hmm. and uh when I was getting some press in the early 2000s that's what that's the label that always fell on me so um mm-hmm. And, you know, I could have showed at a lot of particular galleries, but I did not want to fall into the trap of just being a lowbrow pop surrealist artist. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I I think I closed a lot of doors because I definitely see now that all rules for how you are going to put yourself out there are just out the window they're irrelevant what was hmm. something in the 2000s it just doesn't matter anymore there's a lot of artists there's a lot of work in the capital a high art world that is very much like the lowbrow pop surrealism stuff but they're they somehow broke out to the other side and hmm. uh they're in the fancy art fairs going for lots of money yeah. 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 It, it's, it's how you position it. And I, I think, okay, I can understand why you wouldn't want to box it in, but at the same time, yeah, the gloves are off. However, it, you can get it to reaching more people, I think is really, mm-hmm. and, and not really giving a fuck about that, I think is important, right? To an extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, I, 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 it's, 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 uh, I, it's an interesting challenge and your, your style has evolved over the years, right? Like you, you, when did you become, do you feel like you're, you've fully, you fully bloomed in your style? Like it, 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 I've, I, I saw that you posted some early stuff Yeah, and it's, it's fascinating. I'm talking about your, obviously your, your visual art at the moment, but it's fascinating just seeing the trajectory that it's been on. Um, do you, where do you feel like you're at right now with your style? Well, every year I, every, with every new crop of work, I think, Oh, this is yeah. the, 
the the big breakthrough creatively okay. so it's yeah. always building and and mm-hmm. uh i'm always feeling really good about the uh next crop of work whether i'm doing something conceptually different or color wise mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. compositionally uh each crop of work kind of focuses on different aspects of that and uh my last crop was the cats and yeah what's going on with the cats um people love them yeah yeah <laughs> and, it, well, and it's and it's really nice to um make something that kind of people instantly respond to because okay. my work is kind of difficult yeah 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 it's nice to not alienate people i kind of felt that i was actually i was I was actually gonna ask that like speaking of opening the door a little bit right like mm-hmm. that like the the glamour cats i think that project or that mm-hmm. that that body of work does let a lot more people mm-hmm. in right like less feces i think right less turds yeah um and with with that crop of work i'm focusing a lot on color like really yeah yeah ramping up that saturation okay. working on brush strokes and layering and all wow. that and just because i'm i'm at about a hundred of these little six by six paintings Holy right cow. now and the repetition has taught me a lot i never really did um series before yeah. i always try to yeah. reinvent myself every yeah. goddamn painting yeah. but just just to to focus on this one thing yeah. over the course of a hundred paintings that's got to feel now, good yeah. now i understand what uh, why certain artists do that okay okay and then that's a first for you to be like the, the just to, to have like a series of that, like that, that that's the mm-hmm. most repeated kind of thing you've done to yeah. date in your career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, I love it. How many do you think you have in you? Do you know? Oh God, I got to take a break and then, yeah. uh, I'll, yeah. I'll see if I want to come back to it. Yeah. Like I got to come, st- I got to get back to turds. And, I was going to say, I'm going to start music. requesting more turds. Like this is, this is <laughs> something's got to give here. Yeah, um, that's great. That's great. Good to hear. Good to hear. That's where you're going back to. You're going back to your 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 roots. Um, well, let, let's go. Let's talk about your music a little bit here. So when did you you've always been a lover of music uh, alongside like what came first, the music or the painting? I would probably say uh, music. And you're asking about when I was young. Definitely music. Definitely, definitely music was definitely music. Okay. So you yeah. start, you start at music. Um, and but then, I, okay. I'm sorry. I no, 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 go, 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 go. Um, I, uh, I'm definitely not a musician though. And I've never, uh, had any sort of real musical talent. Um, uh, never, you know, I was in chorus and all that. I could do funny things, but my voice, but in terms yeah. of yep. being a musician, uh, yeah, uh, but music definitely was the thing that caught my attention well before art did, I think. Okay, okay. Um, and when do you, how, how did, uh, how did Lovely Little Girls, how did that project come to be? I, you know, I feel like if I was going to predict it, does that, in, is that in your art school days? Um, 
out of the art school days. Like in the art yeah. school days, I was doing performance art. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like using my body, my yes. funny body and yes. to like pre-recorded tapes at like underground okay. DIY venues and stuff like that. Oh, cool. And then graduating, uh, art school, um, it took, it took a couple years to actually get something going. I was in a band. Uh, it wasn't quite, it was like a no wavy band. And I just found myself okay. screaming over a bunch of racket, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And then, uh, just started sort of fly by the seat of your pants kind of like, Oh, uh, Hey, can you perform? Sure. I'll throw something together. Oh, you know how to play keyboards and, uh, Oh, here, put on this mask that I made and dance around and honk a horn. So it started out like that. Very simple, primitive uh, masks rule. Thanks. It was, it was very, uh, uh, performance art based uh but okay. more like carnival like yeah. just absurdity sort of thing and every show was supposed to be different but you know that's fucking impossible especially yeah. when you're playing shitty punk venues or bars yeah. where yeah. there's no fucking dressing room so you're like in the shitty bathroom putting on your makeup and putting on your your leotard and shit like that (laughs) so i'm like fuck this and so it's generally evolved into an actual band uh and throughout the 2000s it was you know always kind of stumbling along Mm -hmm. um you know playing with great people but they weren't a hundred percent invested in it okay Um, were they were they like was that through this, it, it seems highly technical, that stuff. Like, are they all mu- music students or what? Like, how did you connect with those folks? Um, well, around 2005, I started working with uh, this guy, Alex Perkalip, and he was in a few bands, Cheer okay. Accident and Flying Lutenbachers, and they're all sort of like very proggy uh lutenbachers kind of verges on metal but also free jazz and then yeah. 20th century classical sort of stuff so he had all okay, that cool. in his arsenal and he liked okay, what i was doing okay. that it was like this absurdist thing great, great. uh and uh throughout the 2000s we had various players and they weren't really ever able to like get his writing like okay. nail it down okay. performance wise. And then we quit for about three years. And then in 2011, got these younger people. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. It, it, it as a group, as yeah. a group, we've been together for a good 10 or 12 years, although we haven't really okay. been playing for about two years okay. since lockdown, which I guess that's almost three years now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's but, cool. So, so, so Alex is, 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 is an important mm-hmm, character, character. Absolutely. In, yeah. But you're, you, you spoke earlier of like, you not wanting to, you're equal band leader in a lot of ways. It sounds like, right? Like you're, oh, absolutely. you're really, you're really yeah. invested in this thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I always, 
say that Alex brings the prog element to it, yeah, and I'm here to bring the primitive, untrained musician throwing crazy fucking ideas out there. Okay. And he's usually always able to interpret my ideas really well. And then there's other times where, you know, he gets a little too, uh, magma or yesy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I gotta, yeah. I gotta tell yeah. him, just pull it back, pull it back. It doesn't need to be 10,000 ideas within yeah. a minute and a half. That's cool. That's cool. A, a brain, a brain like yours goes a long way in a musical collaboration. Um, you're going to hear that now on, I believe this, I'm going to take a guess here. I believe this is from their first record called cleaning the filth from a delicate frame this is the title track cleaning the filth from a delicate frame did i get Mm -hmm. that right did i get that right that is right i'm rehearsing this is actually just all a test for i'm rehearsing (laughs) to become a radio dj um this this tune is incredible but check out the grotesque middle section enjoy cleaning the filth from a delicate frame
yeah, from their 2012 recording, Cleaning the Filth from a Delicate Frame. Uh, was just was just mentioning that record. So strange. So I assume that Alex titles all of the tunes. Hey, eh? you had nothing to do with that. All all the words are my words. Yeah, I figured. Um, I figured. And that was a bad, was a bad joke. Um, <laughs> and now you you inserted a lot of those weird sound effects. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, is that you? Is that your influence? Right. Yeah. That that kind of comes from my noise performance art music, music concrete. concrete there you go um, there you go i heard it yeah, yeah ritualistic school of errors thing that started in so art good. school and okay thanks, so ritual, does, does ritualistic school of errors does that predate uh lovely little girls yeah yeah okay and is that, 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 is that was that you solo is that you solo for sound wise, yeah, I wow, would just wow. collect sounds from whatever it's and so then good. ask people just to fuck around on some instruments and wow. then wow. me just cutting it together. Uh, the first record, well, CD, um, was made in school on an ADAT. Oh, yeah, uh, great, 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 great. <laughs> and a lot of it was just like, muting manually okay. like rhythmic okay. rhythmically between like the eight tracks or whatever it's so uh, good we're gonna we're gonna hear some of that we're gonna hear some of that later i loved it i i i are you are you still doing that kind of work like is that more of a solo production are you still doing that kind of work as well uh not really just okay. because i don't have enough time and yeah. um I don't really have the setup for it anymore. Yeah, it's a different and- world now, eh? Like you mentioned, ADAT. <laughs> it's a different world. I mean, you know, in a way, it's it's arguably much easier. You just walk around Chicago with your cell phone on. But I get it. I get it. The oh. um, the second record was made on a computer. Okay. I got my trusty. Okay. Um- Look at this. He's he's unraveling a. Oh wow! Look at this—a a, a woolen sack. So that's a tape recorder. Wow! Wow! That's beautiful. This is always nice to, you know. Yeah, yeah. Get loops weird. and get fuck weird. around. Yeah, yeah. Great, 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 great. Good stuff. But yeah, I would like awesome. to do more. But um, maybe the lack of interest. You know, there is interest, but it's right. just a right. few amount of people and i don't think at this point in my yeah. life i yeah. can carve out enough time to i hear you i hear you can we talk <laughs> a little bit can we talk a little bit about that I, I i mean i know you love the good stuff um you do and uh i know i just like check out um if you can gentle listeners i'll see if i can link to some of gregory's um playlists on spotify they're there, some of them run deep and they get weird. Like, I mean, all different grades of weird. And it's really beautiful. It's really been an education for me, actually, to see oh, your, your, your love of, you know, the musique concrete stuff and the, mm. the John Cage, the more, the more of the contemporary music stuff versus like punk or now i've even noticed that you've got one based on the chicago music scene i mean that's Mm. really Mm -hmm. the chicago weirdo music scene it's really um it's 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 been an education i gotta say and um people like to shit on spotify and i understand why they would want to shit on spotify but it's been amazing to 
find all this stuff. If and- it goes, I'm gonna be I'm gonna miss your playlists the most <laughs> these days because it's leading me into some really um, interesting new listens. So thank you. I'm I feel indebted. Back um, in the day, it was yeah. all about MP3 blogs, and I would find yeah. a ton of stuff on MP3 blogs. And um, you have, just you have the- a history with radio, though, right? Like you used to have a radio show. Is that right? Uh, I did like a, a show on FMU yeah. in the 2000s, early 2010s. It was more of a, a podcast since I'm not actually in Jersey City. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that, that got a pretty good following. And um, I listened to some of those mixes still. And I'm like, wow, that's actually yeah a great fucking mix. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't done it lately. I tried to do some shifts at this uh, new station in Chicago called Lumpen Radio, uh-huh. uh, but the commute was too far, and yeah. I don't know. It just was not wasn't really feeling it. Okay. Well, the, those playlists are as close as I could get to um, to what your palate is, and it's really something. It's really, um, as I said, it's been an education. Um, I was going to ask you, though, on the front of making more time for Ritualistic School of Errors, your your earlier, uh, we'll call it your music concrete project, um, mm. finding focus as an artist, like, I assume, like, yeah, your, 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 your main focus is the painting, yeah? Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I would say for the past three years, I've been trying to make that the focus, but I sure. also find myself, um, uh, going kind of crazy because mm. to be honest, uh, I would much rather be a performer than, a, yeah. than a painter. Yeah. I just fell into painting because it's easier. And I guess you can say I'm lazy. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, difficult to etch out. I mean, both of those lives are tough, Mm -hmm. let alone like one of those lives are tough on their own, let alone both. I get it. Right. But that's that's uniquely you. This is uh, I think that's like distinctly who you are, which I love. Right. It's like, yeah, you Mm -hmm. kind of you go you go between both both those worlds. It's interesting to, Mm -hmm. to hear that, though, that you would much rather be on a stage with mm-hmm. one of those beautiful masks on that blends both of those worlds in a very unique way. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't see enough yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. I just, just finished reading the Guar book and seeing the Guar documentary. Do you, mm-hmm. did you enjoy that? Um, I always thought <laughs> Guar was interesting, but yeah. it never hit me musically or conceptually. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. But I sure. always uh, appreciated that it was this whole thing that has been going on Carnival. for ages. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. Um, how do you? How do you? Back to that question, though. How do you kind of um, hammer down on your on 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 focus and where you want to go with your career and all that fun but kind of annoying stuff? Um, well, hmm. sometimes I don't leave the house for a fucking week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you, what does a typical week look like in Gregory Jacobson's <laughs> life? Sometimes you don't leave your house for a week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
yeah. uh, which uh, <laughs> is good because I'll get a lot done, but yeah. is bad yeah. because the lack of social right. interaction fucks me up after a while. Okay. Um, I really should have an outside studio, but, okay. uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll wake up, I'll dick around online yeah. for a bit. Yeah. I'll dick around some more and then I'll get down to work around 6 PM, maybe mm-hmm. 8 PM. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then I usually work until 3 AM, have dinner at 3 AM and, uh, go to bed at 6 AM. Okay. I've been living this life for like 20 years. I don't, wow. not many people understand it. No way. Eh? I mean, I mean, I, 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 I love it. I get it, but it's, uh, yeah. And, and is there something about the working overnight that you feel? Absolutely. No distractions and no, distractions. no noise outside. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. To come to think of it, when you were doing those live Instagrams, it was always kind of right. <laughs> it, it, it was late. A, yeah. 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 There's a magic to it. Eh? The overnight creation. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. I I've tried to shift my schedule many times and uh I'll go up end up waking up at 7 a.m. with a good yeah. eight hours of sleep. Yeah. Okay. Even though all everything is right, I still manage to get nothing done during the day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The distractions, maybe a little too much of the noise overall during the daytime. Right. Yeah. Um, I just find myself checking Instagram instead yeah, of scrolling yeah, yeah. through Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, um, do you, f- I know you have a show. Did that show open in LA or it, th- it did on uh, December 3rd. Congratulations. That's got to feel good. good to finish all that. Yeah. And you may, did you, how'd you do that? Did you ship it all? Shipped it all. And you the worst it thing. All. So the DIY. Wor- yeah. I, well, I, I wish I had, uh, uh, Someone to ship of, it for you. A bunch yeah. of little uh, assistants to yeah. pack it up, but yeah. uh, packing is a, always a fucking nightmare. Are you I good at that shit? It. No, I'm terrible. When it comes to building, sewing, yeah. Yeah. I'm terrible. Okay, but you, you, so you had to meet that deadline. You got mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Did Did you have to? Let's get into the workings of that LA show. Did you have to? pimp your wares to them or did they find you or how did that come to be? Um, I had participated in a group show at some point and then I had curated with the gallery director, a little group show during the pandemic, uh, with like three other artists. And then, uh, I just pitched him the glamor cats idea and he was into it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, that's got to feel good, eh? When those things land, you're like, okay, this is what I'm mm. doing. And I really needed to bring uh, that those cat paintings out there because I think, yeah, I'm. I think they'll get good response anywhere, but specifically mm-hmm. out there where mm-hmm. people have people have more money out yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, what? I see that you did a poster for Sarah Squirm, which is mm. awesome. That's a kindred spirit. Mm. Um, what other weirdos in the world has your work resonated with that I think will give it, um, that will help it reach, like, kind of, you know, like, 
not not go viral. That's a lame ass thing to say, but reach more people, like just kind of spread the word of Jacobson. Are, uh, are there other other weirdos that it's resonated with? Um, uh, Amy Sedaris, like she used to post the work all the time. And then there was a, a video expose for her uh, apartment and there's various shots in it. And there's one wow. of my paintings in there. Oh my God. Uh, maybe like every three months, somebody will send me a still of this video and they go, is this your painting on Amy <gasps> Sedaris's wall? Oh, wow. Wow. That's gotta feel good. Oh, that, that was amazing when, yeah. uh, yeah. When, um, yeah, she, uh, she bought the work. I, like, I love that. Of, of I think anybody. That's, so cool. that's amazing. Yeah. I think that's so cool. And that's gotta feel good, right? Like, I know it's cheesy for me to even bring it up, but like, it does have to feel validating and, and like you're, mm-hmm. you're you know what I mean? Like, it, right. that's, that, that's part of it is, mm-hmm. is you want people to latch onto it and buy right. it and shit their pants over your painting of people shitting their, their pants. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the full circle, right? That's a way to sum up my work, I guess. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm wearing diapers today just to do this interview. Um, how did you, what, what, what is with you and the grotesque? What is going hmm. on? How did you become Gregory Jacobson? Maybe I'll back up. Like it's, yeah, let's get, let's, let's go there. Let's get into it. You you gotta be a little more specific Specific. and then I can get, all right. What did I ask? I said, what is with you in the grotesque? Let's start there. Like, where does that come from? Your love of, well, there's a, there's a tune that resonated with me. It's called, convulsive no it's something about cantaloupes massive vulva cantaloupe yeah like that i lost my virginity with a cantaloupe (laughs) so the minute i saw that i went all right okay i understand this where how did you be how did you develop this um this mastery and apply it to the grotesque. Like I just, I, I'm so fascinated by that, where all that comes from. I would say that always a, a, an awareness of my body, whether or not I, like when I was young, I would either kind of go on unhealthy crash diets or I would mm-hmm. uh, overheat and get really big. And, mm-hmm. um, just this love and hate of my own body and, um, and how that would, I think what I do is translate my relationship to my body. Um, and maybe you can say I was somewhat aware of this in a very, uh, rudimentary way when I was younger and would, uh, draw, uh, monsters or whatever, but yeah, I, I always liked, uh, oozing stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Toilet stuff. All that, all that bodily, um, horror. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a form of, um, you find in the art world, is there a little bit of snobbery when it comes to, um, 
to- let's say toilet stuff like absolutely be- wow. Yeah. wow unless mm. unless you of are like a yeah. fancy blue chip artist like paul mccarthy you can have ding dongs and turds yeah. all over because yeah. uh but when it's um mm. I, I don't know what it is about my work that turns off a lot of um fancy gallery people because there are some artists uh that mm-hmm. we mine similar territory but okay. there's something about my work that and maybe this is just me uh uh making myself the victim and the martyr that right, I'm right, making right, this right, right, crazy right, transgressive right, work and no one's paying attention not, to me. Yeah, why, why, what about me? Why am I not more more uh, understood? I get Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. But no, I, 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 I try not that. to fall. I try not to fall into that trap. Yeah, okay, good, good. Me, me neither, but I got to ask. I mean, it, it, is, it is interesting. And I figured there'd be a little bit of that. There's got to be a little bit of that when it comes to your work that well it ain't the mainstream it, it, it's it, it's punk rock it's all of the above right it's it's you mm. really i don't know I, I i don't i don't know i don't it's it's punk rock but it's it's i don't feel like you're trying to i don't feel like you're just reveling in it even though your work really revels in it right mm. <laughs> if, if that made sense i mean the, there's plenty of like gross out <laughs> shock work that I'm just yeah. like, ugh, why? And so okay, like, right, right. Like that's that's ugly. a good point. Like you're not trying to like that. That's not your motivator, right? You're not trying to be a shock rock. I'm that's always trying to make beautiful things. There you go. There you go. There you go. And make the gross beautiful. Make the yeah. abject desirable. Yeah. All that. Yeah. yeah. I think someone like Love Sarah it. Squirm, she's she's amazing because similar aesthetics and she's able to bring it to SNL and exactly make it be like, um, uh, for me coming from punk rock, it was always about, you gotta alienate everybody. Yeah. She's yeah. Underground as it, as it can get. Right. right? And she's kind of mainstream right now. She's able to like bring, uh, people in and have them like the grossness. Isn't that great? I mean, at the end of the day, isn't that more exciting to, I don't know. I find that at at this age. Absolutely. And I wish I was on that train when I was in my twenties, but I was uh, a little too angry and resentful of everything to go that direction. Probably because you romanticized the people that you, that you grew up loving. You probably romanticized how badass that was to be like, I mean, there was a certain, there is a certain, I don't know. there, there's certain charm to being like so underground that you know what I mean. I like, mm-hmm. yeah. But I, I do love that 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 trip that Sarah Squirm is on. I really think it's fascinating mm-hmm. that it's it it is in the mainstream right now to an extent. Yeah. I mean, not not that Saturday. I don't know what Saturday Night Live is right now in terms of the mainstream, but it it's yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's got it's got the eyes of the people right on uh, still. Yeah. I think. So, um, Amy Sedaris, that's exciting. That's really, that's got, uh, that, and that's got to feel good. I remember when I bought that, that painting off of you, someone emailed me saying it was between you and I don't even know if I could say this, but it was between you and the drummer from Mastodon. And I thought, right. this yeah. is fucking funny. This is fucking funny. But 
Hey, sometimes I win. What can I say? <laughs> right? The one time I won. Um, but back that, to this. That's uh, a good one you got, too. Oh, you know, it's on my wall, and, like, I'll, I'll always love it when, like, there's a young person in my house, and they'll go, like, is that is that a vagina on on their face? <laughs> and we're just trying to eat dinner, you know, and I'll go, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is there a vagina on their face? It's just like, let's eat our, our cutlets. Mm-hmm. Let's eat our cutlets. We'll talk about art later, right? I love it. I love it. It's a, a real conversation starter. Excellent. Um, honored to have it on my wall, on our wall. Um, I would, I would, uh, but back to like you, when did you be, how did you kind of work this muscle of weird? You've got it. You've got it so well honed at this point in your life. But when did you, when did you start kind of appreciating all that weird stuff? Were, were, were you like into this in high school? When did you, when did you kind of go on your journey as becoming a weirdo? <laughs> Uh, probably uh, second, third grade or whatever. Third grade, early you got it. Very, yes. Monsters. I wouldn't so much say monsters, more like um, um, well, I, I, I guess I, well, hmm. J- just anything that was kind of I, I would say the first, and you might appreciate this, the okay. first thing that really, uh, that I remember being freaked out and fascinated by was the intro to You Can't Do That on Television. Oh, and yeah, sure. The ooze? The, the, that, but the uh, Terry Gilliam-esque intro, yeah. and at the end, yeah. it's a, just a face of that guy, and it just yeah. cracks. Yeah. Yeah. Totally frightening, but um, right, right, loved it. Uh, so yeah, you can't do that on television. Was always wow. a big influence. Uh, wow, you can't do that on television. Kind of reminds me of Sarah Squirm in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. right? Like right, the right, popping of zits and stuff like this. Like just like there's, I could see a through line there as well. That's interesting. That's interesting. So that I w- wasn't expecting that. That's great. That's great. <laughs> Howard Stern, yeah, another big, big influence. Where I was, I've always listened to him yeah. every goddamn day for like yeah. 25, yeah. 30 years. That's so special. Yeah, not so much anymore, but um, yeah. yeah, sure. The, those uh, shows in the eighties and nineties, and yeah. even moving to satellite, just so fucked up listen to him now and there's uh-huh. it's a lot of problematic material but yeah, yeah, i sure, always sure. appreciated his self-deprecating humor mm-hmm. and just him bitching about shit mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh he was also very body centric he was always yeah. complaining about his body uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. all that and then uh he did a show in the early 90s on this local uh station wwor i think it was syndicated maybe oh, not yeah. in canada but yeah it was it was so fucked up it was so low rent it was wow. on against wow. snl at the time oh my god um, really 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 and it, it wasn't like the show that you probably saw right. where it's cameras in the studio or whatever yeah, 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 like yeah. they they put 
money into sets to do skits and shit like that. Okay. But okay. not a whole lot of money because everything was just falling apart awesome. and everything just kind of ended in failure. Wicked, and wicked, yeah. That that show was was amazing. The DIY sounds really high on on that one and i love that that's cool <laughs> that's cool that's cool um let's uh let's cut to some of your your the ritualistic school of errors let's hear um macroglossia <laughs> I hear like some Spike Jones in there too. It's so beautiful. Um, so that's all you, eh? That's like that's you solo. Yeah, uh, collecting various sounds that yeah. either through band practice tapes that I'm just like, oh, here's this little bass note. I'll just cut that out. Uh, Fantastic. That, that particular track was when I first got my computer in 2005. I was all like thrown together on fucking audacity oh yeah i you think i had the audacity to <laughs> cut that on I, audacity i think about that now cool. i'm like how the fuck did i yeah. put that together using audacity but it has a like I, I love all that like early computers and just using whatever you had to make mm -hmm. the shit because yeah. now you now you look you cut to now it's like 
people making beats and cutting tracks on their on their cell phones or whatnot. It's it's mm. I love I kind of love that evolution of the of the DIY and where you can go with mm. it. Like now it's at an all time high, right? Mm-hmm. Even though music's at an all time low. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which is totally strange. So weird. So strange. Like I, I reminisce on like my early days in, in high school making like clay animated super eight films. Mm. And like, I really wonder, like it was a lot of work to make those clay animated films, right? Like you, you'd spend mm. nine hours to get like three minutes of, of footage. Right. Right. And now the technology's right there. Arguably, like you can make the shit a lot quicker, but right. you're not. I'm not make. I'm not making clay animated porn anymore. Much to the, I mean, the chagrin of all of us. I should get back into that. But it's, it's um, a lot of people are doing it now. Clay animated porn, yeah. It well, became, I, it became a genre. I, <laughs> it, it, yeah, it is so yeah. Uh, easy to do. Right. I, I'm, I'm, right. I might be uh, derailing the point you were making. No, no, go, go, go. Uh, yeah. Uh, I With this whole NFT thing, people were trying to convince me to get into NFTs, and I'm like, no, I don't know, I don't know. You, didn't, and, you were, you were re- reticent, eh? Yeah, and I never yeah. did get yeah. into it. But okay. I started following a lot of NFT yes. artists because yes. a lot of them were younger people that were – doing some amazing stuff yeah. uh using yeah. software yeah. and it was usually in it was animated but it was just looping and i always loved just like yeah. non-narrated uh animation yeah. the animation yeah. is longer than 10 fucking seconds i right don't out because i don't right. really care about animation right but the the looping part of it is just yeah. so um, fascinating, and it's more like a a moving painting. Yeah, yeah, and 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 the audio that can accompany that beautiful as well, right? The, mm-hmm. Basically, a beat, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's it it is really interesting, and I think that's where I was trying to go with that point is is the idea that you had a you had an ADAT machine, you were mm-hmm. making it work back then. Mm-hmm. Now, now you're not. You're, we're we're we're, we're constant. I think we are still searching for different forms of self-expression. There, there. It felt like there was something there. I'm I'm interested that you were intrigued by it, but you didn't go down necessarily the NFT route. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think you decided not to do it? Um, I think end? I would alienate the majority of my. Uh, fan base, I think, because th- there's a especially uh... good. I'm glad to hear that. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, you didn't jump in. There were I, I, mean... I and it seemed like a, a, a just another fucking hustle, and I had already a hustle to do with yeah. gallery yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I would <laughs> love to if I was invited to be on a platform. At that time, when it was fucking big, I would have totally done it and mm-hmm. cashed out real fast. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was not going to do that fucking hustle for this yeah. thing that yeah. I didn't well, really but, believe in. Yeah. Like, like, at the time, I was like, man, I I should understand this, but and I can yeah. pretend I understand it, yeah. but this yeah. is a 
this all these younger people saying web 3.0 and i'm like yeah, yeah. well it's yeah. it it kind of seems like maybe the web in uh the 90s but it's hyper monetized in a mm-hmm. really gross way i don't yeah. see how this is the fucking future of of commerce online yeah just seem like a, a fucking scramble yeah and and, and 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 bitcoin right behind it like it, it's an interesting thing right like I, I was fascinated by the the idea that your intellectual property almost like a royalty on a piece of music could keep traveling through the owners of this thing mm-hmm. that was kind of interesting that it, so maybe it would empower the artist it would it would mm-hmm. give the art you know the, the, there were certain benefits that were kind of coming out of out of it that i saw okay i can get behind that i can really get behind that yeah um, that was interesting you know. but then it's sort of like do you really trust these fucking people to right like, Keep, and then, keep yeah, up exactly. that utopia vision. Yeah. No fucking right. way. Right. It crumbled. It crumbled quicker than, you know, <laughs> uh, than it came up. And and it was really interesting, too, that like the you're right. When you talk about the hustle of just getting into galleries, because that felt like I, I thought, OK, for visual artists, this is also a cool thing, because um, if certain, I guess, NFT sites pick up your work, it, it becomes like a gallery representing you. So it's just another mm-hmm. spoke yeah. in your wheel. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that shit fizzled quicker than, <laughs> than the environment herself. Um, so, so I think good on you to, to be mindful, super mindful of that and just be going, am I going to be pissing off the people who I've grown? I've, you have their trust. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, as artists, do we need to be that precious with um, people whose trust we but fuck that? I I agree with you there, and I guess that was part of what I was like uh, fighting myself them. about. Yeah, yeah, I think you would have betrayed them if it made sense, but it didn't make sense. <laughs> it I, didn't right? make it, sense. It, it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense because there there was no guarantee that I was going to come into a big money windfall and be yeah, able yeah. to buy a fucking house. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I was probably going to put something up and make uh, $200 or something yeah. and yeah. just in, and, and, and feel in a thousand the same times cheaper. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, I could talk to you all day. I didn't even talk, you know, usually in these interviews, I talk about like where you grew up. Where did you grow up? New Jersey. New Jersey. Uh, hence the WFMU. Mm. Grew up listening to FMU and That's that was, a, that, that was good for your health. Oh my God, that was amazing. And then coming out to Chicago, there's like no good radio out here. There's, you know, some college stations, but it's mostly people in college mumbling into a microphone sort of thing (laughs) and playing Um, pavement. Yeah. Okay. 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 (laughs) When, when did you move out to Chicago? Was it for art school or what? For art school at the school of the art Institute in, uh, 1994. The Chicago, what is it called? The Chicago the School of the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. Not to go. be uh, confused with the Art Institute uh, chain oh, sure. of like ripoff art schools. 
Okay. Did you like it when you went to art school? Like, was it, were, were you, yeah. Was it, was it a good experience, a positive experience for you? Um, it was a very expensive experience. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I made sure to make it a good experience. Okay. I could have uh, networked a bit more. I mostly uh, spent time in uh, printmaking and sound and a little bit of performance, but I didn't wow. do a whole lot of painting there just because really? uh, the, the painting classes were just not very rigorous. And I thought, well, I can learn this on myself, but mm -hmm. I can't. Uh, I, I, I got the opportunity to use studios, uh, sound studios and printmaking studios for you know, the cost of tuition, I might as well take advantage yeah, of yeah. that. You were, you were, and did they have that? Is that where you had got access to the ADAT? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Were you aware of music concrete and all of that? Or is that mm -hmm. what you discovered when you went to art school? No, you were aware of it going in. I, I guess I didn't have a specific name for it at the time, right, but right. you know, like listening to FMU, you were into uh, samples and all of that fun stuff. Eh? Yeah. Listening to FMU growing yeah. up, I definitely had heard it, you know, all, all crazy free jazz. I didn't yeah. necessarily always investigate it and look for stuff, but okay. coming out to school, I was in a, a dorm for the school called the uh, Roosevelt university mm -hmm. and they had a music school. They had this massive fucking music library. There you go. You got lost and, in the music library. And it was, you know, uh, uh, yeah. Dewey decimal card yeah, system. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, and yes. so when I learned about, you know, all these crazy early 20th century, mid 20th century people, especially music concrete, Hey. I would just go there, put in my cassette and tape it. And I'm going to show you something. Just give me a sec. Blur my background. Okay. Check this out. You'll like this. So I was, when I went to music school, Oh fuck, I'm going to lose it. You see up there, top left corner, top left corner. Stockhausen. The blue one. Stockhausen. Oh. No, top left. Oh, or top right. I guess, for you. <laughs> I guess that's Stockhausen, all right. Signed Stockhausen. And wow. anyway, he and I were pen pals. Pen pals. Yeah. How'd that, how'd that happen? I wrote him a letter. I was like suicidal and just fucking not enjoying my experience at all with education. And I'm like, Carl Heinz, man, let me come study with you. <laughs> Your shit. Wow. Cause I was buried in the music library at, at, at U of T in Toronto. Hmm it related just to what you were just saying. I was just like the Dewey decimal, that shit saved my life, man. And mm. he, he wrote me a postcard. He's like, I can't take you on as a, as a student, but you, <laughs> but I sent him like one of my early records and he's just yeah. freaked out by it. And he said, uh, but you seem to be doing really great stuff out there. Just transform Canada. I never forget <laughs> that transform Canada, like so dramatic. Eh? He couldn't have just rejected me. I remember uh, around nine eleven. I don't yes. know if this is true or not. Yes, he but said he... some stupid shit. He was on <laughs> the view. It, it was on the view. <laughs> it, I re he said something like, "That must have been the most amazing auditory experience." Yeah, yeah, something like and that. I knew what he. I knew what he was going for. I de mm. I definitely knew what he was going for. In right. fact, I thought it. I thought it. I'm like, mm -hmm. fuck. But you I don't still say, say that. that. Right. You don't say right. that. You don't say that though, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like. 
how many years later you go, Oh, Carl Heinz. <laughs> I remember I was just like, what, what is he doing? And it's funny of, that, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. What, one of my favorite Stockhausen pieces is Momente. How do you, yeah. how do you say that? Are yeah. you familiar with it? It's no, like know. composed in a bunch of like cells and there's a video of it uh, okay. on I'll YouTube it. and it's, it's, com- it's, it's like live music concrete. So you got oh. these like chorus of clappers and then yeah, you yeah. got like yeah. a trombone yeah, yeah. over there that goes Whoop. and then a, a gaggle of ladies going. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. That sounds fun. That, that hearing that was the, the most uh, inspiring thing. And, and it's gone through yeah. a lot yeah. of the music stuff yeah. that I've done. Um, and then oh, I wow. got to actually see a video of it you know, like 15 years later. Amazing. 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 Yeah. No, what an inspiration that, I mean, the, these kind of thinkers, I, I think it's fun. Eh? I, I, when you look back on your education, you just see like some of these, like just like these moments of just like, they knock you on your ass, they blow your mind, you know, mm-hmm. um, who inspired you as a painter? Like, like I, I, when you went to art school, so did you not, was there not anyone there? You said you were more gravitating towards printmaking and sound. Did the inspiration not come from the schooling itself for, for painting, for painting? Yeah. Uh, you Did know, I later? like, uh, no, I, I always liked painters, but I just wanted to focus on something more, uh, pragmatic i guess um yeah and i did take some figure painting classes where it was where it was like okay i'm i'm not because at least art schools in america Mm -hmm. most of the staff is at least for undergrad is is adjunct and right 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 they're in and out yeah, and and they had they don't give a shit. So you know, you you, <laughs> yeah. co- you come in yeah. and they're coming in late, hungover, yeah, and they yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of trot around with their cup of coffee, going, "Okay, all right, all right." Well but at least with figure painting, you have a an actual purpose. Yeah. Um, but you you know, grew up loving Picasso and Egon Schiele and Max mm-hmm. Beckman, all those sort of like German, uh, European. Uh, post world war or uh, early 20th century yeah. and um you know i liked uh, some lowbrow stuff like uh, mark ryden and okay, okay. that's lowbrow eh? See, i'm i don't know I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not i'm not schooled but yeah okay and um it's good stuff mhm i i always liked his ability to just be so subtle with color mm-hmm. and <clears throat> just have these ridiculous things in a pitcher field and have them have them not be at least the way I read it, not be symbolic. Mm -hmm. They just relate to personal symbols to him. It's not like uh, medieval art where there's all this symbolism. I love medieval right. art, but I right. don't give a shit about symbolism. I like, I um, relate to the symbols, uh, in my own way. I don't know the fucking okay. Bible shit like that. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I, I can't really, I don't really know what the fuck it's talking about, but on a visceral yeah. Yeah. level, um, that's what I like about medieval art. So yeah. Um, 
I think I, speaking of medieval art, I think I started, um, painting out of school, like trying to do a medieval art sort of thing, but also, um, you know, uh, mixed with a very painterly sort of approach like Max Beckman or Picasso. Wow. Wow. You're, I know we got to wrap it soon, but I'm just like, I think of like my musical journey. I try to relate it to where you're at with painting in a lot of ways. And I just feel like you're, do you, do you, um, how do you evolve your style? Like, do you, you're not, you don't, you don't end up studying with anyone else anymore, right? Like, do you feel mm-hmm. you're on your own now? You're in the, yeah. you're, you're swimming. Yeah. You're, you're you don't look into back, the void. Right? Yeah. Do you, ha, do you, do you have those moments of like, um, I'm not going to say like of self doubt or just like that you, you, you feel like you're, you're constantly evolving that style. I would hope so. I yeah, hope I so. see it. I mean, I truly see it, and that's what I'm saying. Like, do you feel like you're you're fully formed or getting there in in your style and just like executing that? I definitely have my limitations, uh, and sometimes I look at my work and I'm like, "What the fuck?" All I do is goddamn portraits. <laughs> so I'm always like, "Oh fuck!" I really got to focus on the figure. I got to do my figure okay. drawing so I can get better okay. at. Uh, just uh, figures. Wow. wow. Okay. And do you work at that? Uh, a little bit. I should more. <laughs> okay. Thanks for the honesty. No, this has been <laughs> this has been lovely. Just getting to and no art speak. I would add. I don't know. I was, and that's the beauty of it. I think because you're not a capital P painter, but you are certainly obsessing over it and you're in it um mm. but it, but you're more than that you're you're a one of a kind in a lot of ways because you don't see a lot of folks with the career and the and the the kind of self-expression that you have between music mm. this has been a really interesting discussion and i hope those new to the world of gregory jacobson will just get into it check out lovely little girls check out ritualistic school of errors and all that he uh, does, uh, fascinating stuff. Where can people learn more about your work, Gregory? GregoryJacobson.com. Well done in, the, in his radio voice. Um, where do you want to go in 2023? What's on the docket? Well, I have a show lined up for Paris sometime in the fall. No big so deal. I'm, I'm just working towards that. Does that mean like there's deadlines and that does that give you a little bit of uh Oh yeah, deadlines are always great. Always okay, great. Okay, deadlines are always great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um great, that's exciting. Will you yeah. go? Will you go or are you just going to ship the stuff and stay indoors? <laughs> I'm actually I'm definitely going to go. I showed okay. at this gallery okay. uh, a couple years ago for a group show and I did not go. It was oh, uh that sucks. Okay. tail end of pandemic and didn't seem like okay. a great time I'm to go. A, but... I'm seeing a pattern, though, with your hustle, to use your words. Mm-hmm. You start in a group show, you make mm-hmm. the connections, mm-hmm. and then you yeah. attack. Right, right. You'll great Gregory Jacobson shuffle. That's what you do. Uh, I, th- I think that's everyone's shuffle. Yeah, it's a good move. Good, good. I'm like, I think that's a great. Mm-hmm. That's a great. I mean, that, that sounds like a prudent way of doing it, right? Like mm-hmm. people are getting to know you and they're going, oh shit, there's more of this. 
Boom. Mm-hmm. Wormhole. Yeah. Great. Yeah, great. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So that's coming in, in, in the fall. You'll go to France. If all goes well. And, <laughs> uh, and, uh, and a new record coming from lovely little girls. All right. In, in, in August, hopefully. Okay. Just went to, to the plant and you know how these things go okay. these days. It takes a fucking year. In August of 2023, we'll get a new yes. record. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, we just heard, um, can we, here let's let's hear an, an, another tune on the way out here let's hear unseemly circumstance this is the one that i was going off about uh earlier in the show incredible composition thanks um it's my Gregory. attempt at rapping oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, right, have well, to- I have total shit rhythm oh you're beautiful thank you so much i hope you had a nice time Thanks for having me. Uh, seriously, anytime. We, we, I, I don't usually say come back, but I, you're, you're a fascinating artist, and uh, I wish you nothing but success going into the new year. And Likewise. Thanks, thanks for making time. I really appreciate you. I hope I entertained. <laughs> you truly did. And that's, Thank you. that's always the only uh, objective. That, that's it. We're showbiz, baby. Showbiz. <laughs> thanks, Gregory. Thank you. Position. 
position Put on the back of the devil priest for the fatal position Put on the ceiling piss in the sink of congestion Unseemly splash Ripens opaque Motionless below the wall From their 2016 release called Glistening Vivid Splash, we just heard from Lovely Little Girls and Gregory Jacobson himself there. Unseemly Circumstance was the name of that track. Check it out. And um, thank you so much, Gregory, for making time for the podcast. What a what a thrill to have you on. And uh, go to GregoryJacobson.com for more information about Gregory's work. I'm I'm thrilled if uh, if you're new to it and uh, learn more about what I do at friendlyrich.com. Look for future episodes coming bi-weekly if I got my shit together, which I think I do. Happy New Year, everybody. We'll talk soon. Bye for now. <laughs>